And that is what I think the golf industry, not only in Holland, but certainly in Europe, but maybe even on a global scale, needs. And anybody on the in on what drives the growth of golf will probably agree with me. One way forward is to create absolutely flabbergasting golf experiences that appeal to the market as it is today. That market being, for example, young people, women, kids. So that's a lot what Inner Golf Arena is all about. It will be a mind-blowing experience of the highest possible quality, bringing together all the fun you can think of together with high-end golf. And that golf being both education, but also being recreation. Welcome to the Mod Golf Podcast, where we speak with the disruptors, influencers, and innovators who are shaping the future of golf. I'm your host, Colin Weston, and today I'm speaking with John Standing, who is an Amsterdam-based innovator and entrepreneur, who is the founder of Indoor Golf Arena. John, thanks so much for joining us today on the Mod Golf Podcast. Yes, good morning, Colin. Yes, absolutely. My uh, pleasure, and uh, greetings from the Netherlands. Yeah, so I guess it's actually good afternoon or early evening for you. Thank you for staying up here. It is nine hours difference, I believe, where I am on the West Coast here and where you are in Holland. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Nine hours difference. So we're into the evening here in the Netherlands and I still have to have dinner. So it was a a difficult time. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you for making that sacrifice. I didn't know I was depriving you of dinner here. Probably going to be worth it. I like to think so. So, John, I first met you on LinkedIn as we were both commenting on the work of a previous guest on the podcast, Dave Schultz with NextLinks. And I was intrigued by your profile and a couple of the posts that you were putting up. Being an architect myself and a lover of design, I saw these images, these beautiful modern contemporary images of what is indoor golf arena. And as soon as I saw these, it's like, I just have to find out more about the guy that's creating this, the innovator. So that's why I connected to you. And we've talked once before and said, I've got to get you on the podcast. So John, to get us started, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your background with entrepreneurship and design and tell us a bit about how you came up with the idea for Indoor Golf Arena? Yeah, I'm pleased to tell you a little bit about the story. I'm actually a Canadian. Not many people know that. So I was quite surprised to find out that you were based in Vancouver. I'm originally from Toronto, believe it or not, okay. although that goes back many years. But I think it's fair to say that a lot of Canadians are seem to be involved in growing the beautiful game of golf. Although I'm a Canadian, I am actually a Dutchman, a true Dutchman. I've been living in Holland for many years, where I came into contact with golf about a decade ago. Probably something near 2007 is where this whole story about Inner Golf Arena actually started. Okay. A few words on my background. I'm actually an aerospace engineer. So I have spent many years working in the Dutch aerospace industry. First of all, a few years at the Fokker Aircraft Corporation in Amsterdam, based at Schiphol Airport. And then after that, I worked for about 10 years at the European Space Agency, which was actually based at a coastal town called Noordwijk. And this is actually where this whole story starts, because while working at the European Space Agency at Noordwijk, this facility actually had a beautiful nine-hole par 3 golf course on site ah. and that's where it all started so with us so that was your aha moment here i take it you actually saw this golf course and how at that time was that nine hole golf course being used if i understand our previous conversation you had not played golf yeah. before you actually heated up at that particular no. golf course is that correct that's very true. I'd, I've always been a bit of a sporty person. Used to play football and indoor soccer. So I was always interested in sport. While I was working at the European Space Agency, I had uh, quite a heck of a job, so to speak. And I thought it was about time to spend some more time on rest and relaxation. And looked at this golf course and thought, hmm, interesting sport. So I took it up, took lessons and got a little bit hooked on the game. I guess like many people who start playing golf do. 
So that's where I started getting acquainted with the beautiful game of golf. My background is very much in commercial and management, and the whole golf industry in the Netherlands I found quite intriguing for some reason or other. Yeah, I was wondering how this industry worked, what made it tick, and how it sort of earned its money and its, its existence. And in my spare time, which was very little, I must say, I started investigating the Dutch golf industry. And I guess after a year trying to figure out how this Dutch golf industry works, I came to certain conclusions. On one end, a certain understanding of how this industry in the Netherlands worked, but also, and probably the most important part of this story, what the shortcomings were and where the challenges lay in trying to grow the game of golf in the Netherlands. I don't know what the right English word is, but uh, in Holland they would call it the hole in the market. What you call the aha moment. Well, I guess I had this aha moment at some point in time. I understood the market and I thought, well, I thought it would be an interesting challenge to see if I could contribute to growing the game of golf in the Netherlands. And the solution to growing it was actually a large indoor golf center, which at that time, of course, wasn't anywhere near what we know today as indoor golf arena. But at that time, the idea was born to see if I could develop a large indoor golf center for the purpose of contributing to the growth of golf in the Netherlands. Right. And you were not looking to create the European version of Top Golf here, to be clear. But let's move forward here. We'll move back in a bit. But let's start with really yeah. the elevator pitch so that our listeners really understand, without seeing any imagery here quite yet, with Indoor Golf Arena. What is Indoor Golf Arena and who are you catering to and what problem are you solving specifically? Yeah, right. Yeah, good question. Of course, Indoor Golf Arena is a, well, I would dare to say it is quite a phenomena and it has a multitude of key characteristics. One of them, for example, is that we are truly creating world's largest indoor golf center. And when I say center, what I'm trying to say is that the emphasis would be on something you could call an academy. I think Indoor Golf Arena, it serves more than one purpose, but one main purpose is to be a very high-end golf academy. So the emphasis is on education. And when I say world's largest, this is no mean feat. If you look at the facility as a building, you know, as a structure, we're talking about a facility the size of a small football stadium. Compared to Top Golf, for example, not that I'm going to constantly make any comparisons with Top Golf, but we're talking about a facility which is about four to five times the size of any average uh, Top Golf facility. So it's quite a structure in terms of being a building and being an architectural statement. The fact that we are aiming to be a training academy primarily is emphasized by the fact, for example, that we are talking to not only the Dutch PGA, the Professional Golfers Association, but also to the PGAs of Europe located in the UK for them to contribute to this plan to actually become a high-end education center. And the good thing about it is that all the facilities, all the amenities, all the interior design that you need to create a large education center can also very well be used for not so much education, but recreation. We're seeking a balance between being an education center on one end, but also being a recreational center. And that then might lean somewhat more towards the experience that facilities like Top Golf, but meanwhile also many others, Drive Shack to mention just one, are also offering the market. And I think one very strong differentiation between all these other golf facilities and Intergolf Arena is that we also include a 200-room four-star hotel which is quite unique to this whole concept. 
sounds like you're creating this as a destination, especially for that elite level training. So the way you've looked at this from a business model is you have the opportunity of harnessing more than one customer profile. So you're talking that elite level academy training, similar to who I had on the podcast very recently with Golf Tech and what they've actually Mm -hmm. created with the innovation and the technology and the experience that they've created there for their golf training facilities. And also elements, like you said, the recreational aspect of that too, and bringing all those together. So it sounds like that diversity that you have here makes for a more robust business plan that you actually have as far as a revenue stream, if I'm correct on that one. That's absolutely a true conclusion. We spent, well, quite an amount of time and money on researching the market and defining the market that could be served by the Indergolf Arena concept. The planned location for this unique facility is very near Amsterdam Schiphol Airport. And as you might know, from a European perspective, Schiphol, it takes up quite a unique place because of the amount of passengers being processed by that airport on an annual basis. I think 2016 saw Schiphol move something like 63 million passengers. So understanding the market and not only trying to serve the golf market, but also looking at other complementary markets that could make this a success, say from an economic and business perspective, was a very important element of putting things together. To move something forward at this scale here, and I, I work with a lot of startups and a lot of entrepreneurs, especially at that early ideation stage. And for them, especially if it's a tech play, what they call their minimum viable product, the first thing they create doesn't necessarily take a lot of time to actually get that out the door and ship it and start to test with. What you're talking about here, there's a lot of effort and money that has to be put into this as far as going from the idea to actually creating this so it's generating revenue. So that's going to take a lot of partnerships. And one of the partnerships I know you already have is with a local architectural firm, which has created the stunning designs and visuals of what you have created with Indoor Golf Arena. Can you tell us, John, a bit about that relationship? Yes, that's a very interesting relationship, which goes back quite a few years. I mean, when I drew up sitting at the kitchen table, so to speak, when I drew up the first sketches and first plans for what is now known as Indergolf Arena, one of my first steps was I wanted to connect with an architect that could actually turn my ideas and plans into something tangible, not only in terms of visuals and renders, but also in terms of floor plans and cross sections. So I entered a world at that time to which I was completely completely unknown. I mean, I've never had any involvement with the architectural sector or the building sector uh, at all. So I had to do quite a lot of research to find out who might be the best partner in this undertaking. And that turned out to be an Amsterdam-based architect by the complex name of Swartz and Jansma Architects. And eventually we teamed up together. The main reason for them being that one of their specialties is the architectural design of sports venues. In Holland, for example, they have quite a track record when it comes to sports venues. Everything ranging from large-scale football stadiums all the way through municipal sports facilities, swimming pools, athletic tracks, indoor ice skating venues. So they had quite a track record and we had an instant click the first day I met them and they thought we're going to help this guy along and they have been doing so for, well, for quite a few years. And I'm looking at your website right now, and so our listeners can have a look at this. So it's indoorgolfarena.eu. We'll be mentioning this afterwards, and it'll be in the show notes. And the images you have on your website created by, I'm just going to call them ZJ or ZJ Architects. That's easier for me so we don't completely mangle the Dutch language to try to pronounce their last names. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's impossible. Yeah, But the imagery they have on there, 
Yeah. Like this is not just an idea. You've worked through this with the design and the business case with this. This is advanced. And I love this in the sense that I talk to a lot of guests on the shows that have already made it. They're innovators and entrepreneurs, but they've already climbed the mountain and they're up and running and they're going. I just love the diversity here. And what we yeah. really love to promote are people all across the spectrum of their entrepreneurial journey. And the fact you are still at that stage where you're close to unleashing this thing, it really excites me. And that's why I love having you on. So I'm glad you're spending the time. So with that, John, can you tell us where you are now and what the next stage is? As an entrepreneur, what hurdles are you facing and what opportunities? Like what are the next steps for you? Also, as far as the city and the land and investors. So where are you currently, John, as you worked across that chasm to get indoor golf arena to the next stage? We have come quite a long way in developing the concept and, and have spent a lot of blood, sweat and tears on doing it. It's important to understand that having said that this facility is the size of a average football stadium, finding a location for a facility like that in a densely populated country like the Netherlands, and particularly a, a densely populated urban area like the Amsterdam metropolitan region, is quite a challenge. And that, I guess, is an, un is an understatement. Everybody probably will understand that location is everything. I mean, it would not have been too difficult to find a location for this concept somewhere up north. Uh, but of course, you wouldn't have the, the necessary market to tap into. So a lot of effort has been expanded in finding a location for this project. And basically, the location defines all the other elements like design and business plan. Fortunately, uh, through all the various networks and contacts that I've managed to create over the past few years, and after having reviewed a few other locations in the Netherlands, we finally ended up at the current planned location, which, as I said earlier, is, is very close to Amsterdam Airport Schiphol. And that is, from a location perspective, the best place to be. Uh, noting, by the way, that Inner Golf Arena is also a true urban golf facility. It is supposed to be built near large urban areas. So with the location sort of secured, we have actually been working on developing the plan based on that location. A few major milestones that have been achieved over the past few years are, for example, that looking at the website, uh, what you see on the website are images, but coming to those images is quite an undertaking because those images are supported by quite an in-depth preliminary design study, which basically tries to capture Indoor Golf Arena as a building and looking at all the the necessary details to, to make it a successful investment. And based on the design study and the location, we were in the position to actually put together a, quite a comprehensive business plan. That in itself is also quite an undertaking because this project is quite innovative. It's a first off, the concept itself, but it has no proven track record. So assessing its market potential was quite a challenge. Fortunately, I was blessed by the support of two companies which provided a vast amount of input and work to get this business plan up and running. Inner Golf Arena having a hotel, we connected with a company called Colliers. They have a subsidiary based in Amsterdam, which is specialized in the development of the hotels and hotel uh, market. So they took care of all the market and economic analysis relating to the hotel. And the golf part, which was actually the most complex part, was accommodated by a UK-based company called Acom. So Acom and Colliers together did a vast amount of market research to provide all the data necessary to well, put the business plan for Indoor Golf Arena together.
fantastic you have partners like that that are helping you with the due diligence to prove this out because a project of this scale and magnitude as you touched on there john that this has not been done before that there's a lot of risk attached to that and i've spent enough time with venture capitalists and investors and they want as little risk as possible and that's one of the challenges for you so have you found having the 200 yeah. room hotel component is that actually helping de-risk this for you is the plan to get a hotel operator locked in or committed as a partner to take care of that to reduce your financial risk well obviously as you say correctly the fact that indoor golf arena has an integral 200 room four-star hotel provides a vast contribution towards the success of the business plan but not only that a concept like indoor golf arena benefits from having an hotel regardless its contribution to say the economical success the hotel market in and around amsterdam and in and around the schiphol area is very strong at the moment a multitude of hotels being developed with the economic statistics being very strong and there was an absolute need for hotels in the amsterdam area so for that reason alone it was almost a no-brainer to include an hotel element in the overall concept of intergolf arena but as you correctly concluded from an economic perspective it provides a very strong basis if you look at revenues and costs and bottom line cash flow then a lot of that is provided for by the hotel component of intergolf arena so our listeners can understand here Let's look at the customer journey and the experience. Let's look at it from two points. Let's talk about elite level academy, but we'll talk about that one in a second. Let's start with myself, let's say, as your potential persona as being a customer, as being an international or regional customer rather than someone local based in the surrounding area of Amsterdam. So let's say I'm flying into Europe. I love golf. I've got a couple of Mm -hmm. days in between, let's say, going to... Barcelona. So I've got a connecting flight from Vancouver, flying to Schiphol. I've done that before. But now it's like, hey, I've got a couple of nights. I'm going to stay at the hotel. What would my experience be like then for, let's say, if I wanted to spend one day to train and I wanted to spend one day to hang out and have some fun with the two people that are visiting with me staying at the hotel? I think the word experience is a very important word to mention. I think the rise, what we nowadays would call golf experience centers, I would put peers in the same leisure space like Top Golf and Drive Shack and other concepts like, for example, Flying Tea and Four Golf, but I might have missed a few. Their common denominator is something called Golf Experience Center, and the word experience says it all. Although Indoor Golf Arena is foremost an academy, it is also a lot about experience, a lot about fun, a lot about having a great time and wanting to come back for more. So to that extent, there are a few parallels between, for example, Indoor Golf Arena and Top Golf. I think the experience that uh, Top Golf offers their customers that we are aiming to achieve a similar kind of experience, although using a different platform and based on a different concept, but the common denominator here is without any doubt the experience in the widest sense of the word in the case of inner golf arena a combination of for example golf great food drink music a lot of fun and that is what i think the golf industry not only in holland but certainly in europe but maybe even on a global scale needs and anybody on the in on what drives the growth of golf will probably agree with me one way forward is to create absolutely flabbergasting golf experiences that appeal 
appeal to the market as it is today. That market being, for example, young people, women, kids. So that's a lot what Intergolf Arena is all about. It will be a mind-blowing experience of the highest possible quality, bringing together all the fun you can think of together with high-end golf. And that golf being both education, but also being recreation. Got it. So let's drill down a little bit deeper with this. So let's say I show up, I take a taxi from the airport, I show up at the hotel. Yeah. I'm there. I don't bring my own clubs because I just don't plan to play in any other golf on a regular course. So nope. let's say I do that. I check into my room. I'm there with a couple of friends and now we're ready to go. So tell us what I'm about to experience. Now, as we come down the elevator and are greeted by an indoor golf arena host, John, how would I enjoy one, two, or even six hours of my day at indoor golf arena? Well, I guess, first of all, we'd say that we'd be very pleased that you checked in to the Intergolf Arena Hotel. If you're looking for a hotel in the Amsterdam slash Schiphol area and you have any sense of golf, then this is the place to be. The facilities that make up Indoor Golf Arena together, I think you can differentiate, say, between the hotel. If you look at the golf experience, I think we could differentiate between synthetic grass practice facilities. That's one very large component of the key characteristics of Indoor Golf Arena. And on the other hand, the use of very high-tech golf simulation technology in all kinds of shapes and sizes. If I put that into perspective, what you would find in Intergolf Arena, the arena part is an oval playing area, some 10,000 square meters in size. So in terms of feet, we're talking about, let me see, something like 110,000 square feet of undulated uh, synthetic grass short game practice area. Here you will find all the short game practice challenges that one could think of, including a chipping area, putting areas, bunker play, water play, absolutely fantastic synthetic grass practice area. And don't forget, if I say 10,000 square meters, this is approximately 1.5 times the size of an average soccer field, just to give you a little bit of an idea of the vastness of this area. Of course, applying synthetic grass golf facilities is a story in its own. If you want to use synthetic grass in golf, yeah, you have to do a lot of homework to figure out what is best. And Intergolf Arena and I have done quite a lot of research into the best synthetic grass facilities available and without any doubt have teamed up with the best company in the world able to install synthetic grass facilities, which are in terms of their comparison with how they react in terms of play to traditional grass facilities are almost 100% match. Uh, this company, by the way, being Southwest Greens, which is a US-based company. So a lot of synthetic grass practice facilities. And then full-scale. You know, I'm talking about championship-size greens, multiple greens, that allow you to practice the short game to the fullest extent possible with all the equipment, golf clubs, golf balls, provided by Indoor Golf Arena. So as you just concluded correctly, you don't have to bring any hardware with you. The other side of Indoor Golf Arena is what I would say golf simulation technology. You might be aware of the fact that nowadays that has taken quite a leap being able to capture data in a simulated environment. And that is a very important element of Intergolf Arena. Right. 
Getting back to the 10,000 square meter, 110,000 square foot artificial green surface, it sounds like there's a real opportunity there, not only for training, but also with software that's out there now to create this overlay, to gamify that, to actually make these fun challenges and games against yourself or against your friends. That makes it much more engaging and immersive as a golf experience. Is that something you are looking to develop also? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think there's a very clear element of gaming involved in the whole concept made possible by the golf simulation technology nowadays available. We have teamed up again with a a US-based company called Foresight Sports. Their system allows for capturing golf data, but also for a high level of game and play. For example, I could be at Indoor Golf Arena in the Netherlands, you could be in Vancouver playing on a similar system and we could actually play 18 holes together or play any kind of challenging game together by logging in to a central server that allows us to play in real time whereby I see your shots being played and you see my shots being played and we can actually talk to each other and see each other. The possibilities in terms of evolving golf simulation are absolutely endless. We've only scratched the surface at the moment of what is possible and what this technology will be able to give us in the longer term. I agree with that completely. You touch on a very interesting point there, John, just as far as the interconnectivity on a real-time global basis there from different facilities. And the way you answered the last question I always like to ask people is, where do you think golf is going to be in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years? And I think what you just proposed there and the opportunity there, I don't need to ask that question now because I think that's a real opportunity for golf and also for what you're creating with Indoor Golf Arena. And that segues me nicely to the next question I'm going to ask you here is, let's say everything comes together and managed to get Amsterdam Indoor Golf Arena location up and running. For scaling this and actually replicating this on a global basis then, and then having that interconnectivity in time, I'm getting excited just thinking about that. I'm sure that's something that also you look at Mm -hmm. as as an amazing opportunity on a global (laughs) scale. Uh, Absolutely. Of course, our focus is on developing Indoor Golf Arena number one near Schiphol Airport, but we truly believe that the concept has a global potential in its own right and also has the capacity to be complementary. I think that's a very important point that I want to make. It has the capacity to be complementary to outdoor golf. When I talk to a lot of people and I present them this plan, I must admit I sometimes get laughed at. Old school golfers if say, well, John, what are you up to? Because golf is an outdoor sport. And I would then say, yeah, you're right. I'm not saying anything to the contrary. But a lot of us know why the traditional game of, well, let's say outdoor golf uh, has its problems. And I think uh, concepts like Indoor Golf Arena or Top Golf or whatever their name may be, say golf entertainment centers in general, absolutely hold a key to growing the game of golf in general. And if you look at the global ambitions of Indoor Golf Arena, very simply speaking, I always say jokingly from a geographical perspective, if you'd look at how does Indoor Golf Arena fit in a global perspective and you would make an Excel sheet, you would only have two columns and two rows. Very simple. The columns would be mature golf markets and emerging golf markets and the rows would be, say, hot climates and cold climates. And I'm keeping it simple here because, of course, in real time, it's slightly more complex than that. 
but any market that meets this would be suitable for Intergolferina. And what I'd like to add is that the focus of Intergolferina is specifically on being a urban facility in large urban conglomerates. That's where people live and work, and that's where they also seek leisure and relaxation and entertainment. So Intergolferina is actually bringing that to the city, uh, contrary to outdoor golf, sort of drawing people out of the city to the outdoor areas. So there's a fundamental difference there. But the bottom line is, I am very much aware of what this beautiful game needs to adapt to new times and to grow. And we truly believe that Intergolf Arena can provide a very valuable contribution to growing the game of golf on a global scale. And I think you're poised nicely to do that. And over the last five years, what we've created with our company, Golf Innovations, mm-hmm. we've got the same pushback from the old guard at the beginning of thinking that we are looking to either replace or somehow disrespect the traditions of the game. Where We are very much like you. We love golf. We want the game to grow. And what you are creating here really is a more compelling, convenient delivery system that's much more accessible by time and all these other elements for everyone to enjoy the game of golf. Absolutely. I mean, anybody who properly understands the current trends in the global golf market will understand what a concept like Inner Golf Arena, what that concept contribute to growing that game. That goes well beyond just being in an indoor facility of which people would easily say that's then fine for when it's raining and when the weather is cold, but what do you do in the summer? That's a much too narrow-minded view. If you look at the market at the moment and all the trends and changes in that market, I think peers in my industry will agree that this is absolutely a way forward to grow the game of outdoor golf without it being conflicting. Even better, they could complement each other in an absolutely fantastic way. So to finish up here, John, let's look into the future a little bit. I know as an entrepreneur, there's milestones that you need to reach that are hard to actually put in a time box of how long they'll take. I understand that some things take longer than others to get something this significant off the ground. But let's say in a time frame in your mind that could be realistic and ambitious, where do you see the work back if everything fell into place quite nicely? When would Indoor Golf Arena close to Schiphol Airport be open? Yeah, yeah, good question. (laughs) It's a bit unfair, that question, I I know. No, no, it's a fair question. What I would like to tell the listeners to this podcast is that we've come a long way in developing this concept. Our main focus at the moment is talking to and finding investors. That's what it's all about. We've got the concept, we've got the design, we've got an absolutely fantastic location in the Netherlands, got a business plan which is solid as a rock thanks to the contributions of Acom and Colliers and a few others. So we know our numbers and we think the numbers stick and we are actually in the process at the moment of presenting this business plan to potential investors investment partners i would rather say because they're supposed to come on our team and make this dream come true to try and answer your question it's difficult to say when we will have investments for the development of intercall arena secured but once we do we're looking at something like two and a half year time frame ahead of us this two and a half years being one year to finalize the design and make it build ready if i could call it that and then building it is say a year and a half don't forget as i said earlier we're talking about a, a facility the size of a football stadium so 18 months build time is an estimate for that part of bringing Intergolf Arena to reality. Well, as a guy with a background in architecture and construction, looking at the concept imagery you have here, I predicted that 18 to 20 months is the construction time frame. So if all the pieces fall into place nicely here, you're looking at two and a half, maybe three years here for design and construction. So hey, it could be as early as late 2020 that I could be jumping on a plane to come over and swing a club at Indoor Golf Arena. 
I absolutely hope a little bit earlier. If we are successful in actually securing the investment for this project, yeah, we could get started first thing next year if everything goes our way. And then delivery of this concept could be somewhere in the year 2020, say two and a half years from now. Well, as a fellow entrepreneur here, I'm cheering for you. I wish you the best of luck. Keep reaching those milestones and move that needle forward there, John, because I'd love to have you on the podcast again a year from now to hear where you are with indoor golf arenas. So, hey, why don't we leave it at that today? I know you have to go have your dinner here. I've held you up long enough here, John. So once again, in the show notes, we will have all the links where they can find the story and the imagery with indoorgolfarena.eu. So, John, anywhere else our listeners can look to find out what you're up to as things progress with Indoor Golf Arena? Oh, absolutely. We're, we're like everybody. We are on social media. We've got a Facebook page, Indoor Golf Arena. We've got a Twitter account, Indoor Golf Arena. And through those uh, social media channels, I try to keep everybody interested, updated as best as possible. Anybody who wants to reach out to us, having heard this story and who thinks that they can maybe add a valuable uh, contribution to the success of this plan, I'm always welcome to talk to. So I would look forward to that very much. All right, fantastic. Well, hey, let's leave it at that. So John Standing, the founder and creator of Indoor Golf Arena. John, thanks so much for being on the Mod Golf Podcast. I really appreciate your time today. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thanks for your time. And yeah, wish you a pleasant day and look forward to future talks. So that's a wrap for this week's episode of the Mod Golf Podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Indoor Golf Arena founder, John Standing. To learn more about John's vision to reimagine the golf experience in Amsterdam and beyond, have a look at our show notes, where we included the architectural renderings, links to the Indoor Golf Arena website, and their social media feeds. To hear more engaging conversations with the influencers and innovators who are boldly shaping the future of golf, visit our episodes page at modgolf.fireside.fm, where you'll find a diverse range of passionate people sharing their entrepreneurial and innovation stories. And please go to iTunes to comment on and rate the show to help us continually improve the Mod Golf Podcast. Next week is our 12th and final episode for Season 2 as I travel to Las Vegas in early November to cover the inaugural Major Series of Putting Championships. I also wanted to mention that if you plan on attending the PGA Merchandise Show in Orlando, I'll be there moderating the Golf Disruptors panel on January 24th. Please join me and five previous guests as they share their diverse insights on how you can apply an entrepreneurial mindset to your endeavors. I'm your host, Colin Weston. You can reach us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Mod Golf Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.